Howdy! Here is Bonnie, your podcast host. Before we dive into this episode, I want to introduce you to my heartfelt and transformative novel, It Was Hair. Dive into the captivating story of Harrison Selig, a 41-year-old divorced man navigating the complexities of love, loss and self-discovery. In this beautifully crafted tale, Harrison's journey of rebuilding his life after a devastating divorce unfolds with raw emotion and unexpected twists. Join him as he grapples with his past, embraces the present and embarks on a path to rediscover true love. But that's not all. Immerse yourself further in the world of it was here with our exclusive merchandise. We have a range of stunning postcards, posters and stickers inspired by the novel, allowing you to carry a piece of this extraordinary story wherever you go. Side note here, there is an offer box available and there you get everything. There you get a signed hardback copy and all of the merch. So yeah, listeners, get ready to be captivated by Iwasir and its compelling exploration of love, forgiveness and the beauty of second chances. Don't miss out on this remarkable journey that will leave you feeling inspired and touched. To get your hands on the book or the author books and of course our fabulous merchandise, visit the website at thecrylaunch.com or it's also linked in the bio. Discover a story that will stay with you long after you've turned the final page. I promise. Get your copy of It Was Here today. Welcome to another episode of Bonnie's Legends. Today I bring to you part two of my conversation with Chincha Rodriguez for the new single La Rosa de Guadalupe. So if you haven't listened to part one, you should definitely check that out. We talk a lot about what the song actually is about, about um, Chincha's musical journey, what she has released so far. And also what I really like about this episode, the past episode is that we talked about kind of how we perceive social media, the lack of context. And so basically we talk about comments that we get where it's very obvious that the viewer hasn't really got the context of the video. And so it's just commenting the flag of, of context. Yeah, it's been a really interesting conversation and you should definitely check the part one out. In this one, we talk more about... Um, the songwriting process, the producing process, because Ginger usually always self-produce, self-produces her songs and her albums, her previous albums. And this time she has worked with someone um, on the internet and um, she talks about that process, about that change. And um, yeah, we also talk a bit about roots and kind of we talk about the vibes of certain cities and where sometimes we don't even mean the city or um, originally, but we're just like, that's, you know, that's the vibe of it. So she talks about the Texas vibe and I announce um, <clears throat> my poetry collection, which is coming out later this year. And um, I'm going to spill the tea about the book, about the poetry collection. And, um, and so I talk about Tennessee vibes and how Tennessee is just a vibe. We see those cities fraud anyway it's really interesting 
this conversation was really I is this main do I have a favorite child? I have a favorite part. And I think the second part is definitely my favorite part of my entire conversation with Ginger. And I really loved it. And I hope you have a wonderful time listening to it. First of all, La Rosa did... <laughs> <Again>. <laughs> I was getting stage fright when I'm doing this. It's okay. Okay. La Rosa de Guadalupe. Yeah, see. Sí. Yeah. I'm going to Spain in one and a half weeks. I should be good. (laughs) You know what? You got it. I knew what you meant and you said it well. Well, okay. So at least I can say this. I'm going to like to all my new Spanish friends. I'll be like, listen to Ginger Rodriguez. um, Yeah. Yeah. La Rosa Rosa de Guadalupe. Yeah. Thank you. That will literally be my, my conversation starter. Yeah, I listened. You sent me. I mean, the song's coming out for me in four hours. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Oh wow! You're gonna hear. It. I mean, I've already shown it to you, but it's coming out soon. But oh my goodness, that's crazy! I listened to I listened to the SoundCloud link you sent me. Yeah, and I, I was hope impressed. You liked it. Oh, thank you. Thank I was god. impressed. What if I you like, like hated it? <laughs> And you're like, now I have to talk to this girl about it. <laughs> no, literally, that never happened to me. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> it's yeah, just no, how I was really impressed. Because, I mean, you know, like, I, I've, <laughs> we talked about this um, last time we met. But I was, like, really impressed with, like, how, I mean, it's still you, but it's really different and really, like, standing on its own. Like, if you, like, I was, I was thinking of, like, people who will never listen to your music before and are going to listen to this song. I'm going to be like, like when they discover all the rest, they're gonna be like, "Oh, like you know, <laughs> La Rosa de Guadalupe is is yeah. so unique." Like yeah, it's, yeah, it's Thank it's you. really cool. I appreciate that. I I really do, and um, yeah, I hope it. Like even though it is different from what I've done before, there are also lots of elements that like I've used before in like other songs, um, and like certain yeah. synth um, uh, instruments I've used in other songs and things like that and it's also just very me and like how the way like the way I write in general um like even writing the song it's standard for how I write most songs like I I think the the chorus um uh I'm a diva mother Teresa like that whole thing like I I just remember writing that in my notes app like I think in January of 2022 and I was just like this is interesting I was like this is this is kind of funny um and so I just wrote it down like I was like this could be a cool song I don't know what for and then it wasn't until like the summer of 2022 really that I was like playing around with my I was I used Logic Pro um to produce and I was just playing around with stuff um and that's sort of when I was like found I don't know like I I just kind of wanted to create something reminiscent of like what I listened to when I was young. So even though I feel like you hear the song and it's very different from what I'm going to tell you now, but like I I was really into like how, especially like nineties and early two thousands, like there was, there are a lot of like um, Hindi like samples being used. Um, Mm. I think of like Britney Spears, toxic or um, Beyonce, like early Beyonce, um, or like a lot, lots of different pop songs where that was used. And so I was like, okay, I want to find like a Hindi sample of uh, something, whether it be like um, like a mandolin or something I can find. Um, and I ended up finding this track of this woman singing. And I don't think it's actually Hindi at all, um, but it, it just kind of was that vibe for me. And um, I just had to like edit it so that the... Um, like notes were in place and I was like oh this is perfect and then I once again going through like samples again thinking about about like 90s y2k uh, like music a lot about samples um and so I wanted to find like a, a like a silly western e mm. sample like think like like old old west like old westerns uh, I wish I had the names of them I don't I don't know if you know Gene Autry um but he was like a a singing so. Texas cowboy um, way back in the day, and um, 
like something just like kind of like something like that. And so I found a, like a sample and it goes dun, da, 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 or something and you can like barely hear it, but it's in the background and I love it. Um, I'm gonna, and the, yeah, I'm gonna take so, a yeah, listen next time. Yes, please. <laughs> I, I will, I'll honestly like make a, I'll probably have to make like a video breaking down everything I did. Cause I, I just, I just get so excited about this. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was just, just playing around with all this stuff because I thought it was so cool. Um, and then um, I started writing these lyrics to it. Um, that's where I, I just started writing the verse to like the like the instrumental I was making. And then for the chorus, I was like, well, I don't know what to do. And I was like, wait, I wrote these lyrics a long time ago. And like it kind of like goes with what I'm trying to do for this album. Um and so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll flesh these out. So like, uh, call me Mona Lisa. <laughs> I'm a diva, Mother Teresa. Because um, it's very silly. It's very campy. Um, but it's also like kind of something I haven't written about before. Um, just because I feel like a lot of my songs are like, they're very honest. Because it, it's something I go through a lot. But something it's like about like how I don't feel good enough or all that and you can hear that in my songs and uh, you know I struggle with mental illness but we're like we're always there's always a new day and we're trying to get through it you know yeah but like with this song I was like I kind of want to do something for like the the bad bitches the hot girls (laughs) like something (laughs) like that um just because and like I'd also like to say that anybody can be a hot girl or be hot. I think it's like a mindset. That's something I had to learn. I learned that via TikTok. I think yeah. I was like, oh yeah, like you, whoever you are, um, you 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 can choose that. And so that's, that's something I sort of wanted to like include in the song as well. It's like I I love um, being able to share how I feel, including like the low moments. But I was kind of like, I want to also share when I'm feeling really good about myself too. So yeah. when I feel like a goddess. Um, and so uh, that's sort of how it came about. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned, when you asked me about Gene Audrey, I was like, literally, I was like, I saw it coming that it, it's going to be a cowboy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and kind of my entire persona is kind of around, I don't know how this happened, but you know, my <laughs> substack is called Howdy Bonnie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm known for like, you know, wearing a cowboy hat, dancing in my room with a disco Hell ball. Hell <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's my favorite thing. Yes. And um so I was like, I should know this. I should know this. This is so embarrassing. No, but like yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah, you you don't need like okay. I'm putting out a poetry collection at the end of this year and oh. it's called Pre Tennessee Poems about a cowboy that's not my heart and never called. Uh-huh. And um Oh, do, did I just announce this? <laughs> I guess you did. Well, well right. if you're listening, make sure you go pick that up. Is there, is there, you could pre-order. <laughs> yeah, pre-order's coming probably in summer, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, but yeah, you know, I'm writing a lot about, you know, I kind of, when I started seeing this kind of mode of going on, I kind of started, like, implementing, you know, cowboy things and stuff, and so um yeah and I started I it was like really interesting because it's like it has nothing to do with Tennessee but (laughs) somehow 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 it came into us and and when I started writing like once I wrote down in a verse pre-Tennessee I was like oh this is gonna be my addiction for the rest of my life (laughs) and literally the poetry collection is not called pre-Tennessee because it's so many times like I I love it though hell yeah Tennessee is a state of mind um for sure and that's I think that's what it's all about you know people because I you know I talk obviously about a guy so it's like everyone's like oh like yeah he's he's from Tennessee and I'm always like no like Tennessee is just kind of the vibe like yeah it's the vibe it's the vibe I've never been to Tennessee but I know what you mean (laughs) hey I'm a Texas girl I feel like there's similarities yeah yeah and I think maybe it has to do um, it's kind. Of, it's a series now, so it's a book series called Liebesring, which is German, oh. um, and so it basically means uh, the reign of love. Oh, yeah. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. And there, 
the first part is the poetry collection, and then they're going to be two fictional novels. And I think because, you know, I kind of saw the Tennessee thing going on and I use Tennessee as a, pl- you know, you need a fictional place yes. for, yeah, for yes. the story to set in. And so I chose Tennessee and then I was like, hmm, should I not use Texas? And I almost used Austin, Texas. Oh, really? Yes. Very well, if you ever end up writing a story in Austin, Texas, I'm always here to tell you all about, <laughs> I don't know, our culture. Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, around yeah. Here. yeah. Um, your spots to go or maybe the spots you don't want to go <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good yeah. to know yeah. but yeah I don't know but then I was like no like all my poems about Tennessee so probably yeah. the books should be set in Tennessee yeah, Tennessee makes sense um yeah. for sure but seriously if you ever do Texas or Austin I'd love to help <laughs> Yeah, I actually know someone from tech. the only the only person I know, except if you know, yeah. um, it's like he he was once a friend. I've I've spent Christmas with him. That's so randomly. Oh. I never met him before, and I've just spent like I've I've just met him once in my life. But we spent Christmas together. Wow, um, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a big deal, kind of. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he was a friend of my brother's. Oh, anyway. Okay. If you're listening to this, I I, I think he, he's kind of listening to my podcast because he's the only guy I know in Texas. Oh, okay. And I only have like one listener in Texas. So I was Aww. always like, except you're listening to my podcast. Yeah, maybe it's just, is it, maybe it's him. I don't know. Oh, I don't that's know. You. Anyway, we'll if you're see. listening to this, I hope you're good. <laughs> Christmas you're was good. fun. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. What for next course? Sorry. <laughs> It's always good to talk about cowboys, like literally. Um, oh, cowboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you talked last time we talked and you also dropped it in. Um, I mean, the reason why we've met again was like to talk a bit more in depth about like how this song was made, yeah. about the tech, like, you know, the technique, like, you know, the, the, the nerdy stuff. The nerdy <laughs> and, um, stuff, Yeah. And 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 you mentioned that he collaborated with a producer for the first time with this yes, single. Yes, so. I did. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, because because I have so many different songs for this album already, and I it, it's just become overwhelming. I'll be honest. Yeah. I'm sure you can understand. Like, especially, I don't know if you like write different chapters at the same time, or like if you're working mm. on different projects at the same time, but like. Yeah. If you have all these different things going on and it's at, at this point in my life, in my career, I'm like, I've been doing this for a long time. It's um, like, it's, I think I've kind of shown a lot of people like after these many years, like if this is no longer a hobby, this is something that is very serious for me. Um, and so I was able to thankfully find people who are able to help me invest in this because it, it, finding a producer and working with a professional producer like it costs money it costs money mm-hmm. um and so but I'm I'm so happy I, I was able to do it and so um he goes by the name Dibs he's uh produced uh he's produced uh, my he's produced for like many people but like the people I care about when <laughs> are like <laughs> this I know he's done a song uh Roses for Kylie Rae Jepsen and Soap for Melanie Martinez and the reason that I care about that is just I love Carly Rae Jepsen I adored Melanie Martinez like all throughout middle school like when Crybaby came out like that was like my <laughs> whole thing um for a long time like the I love alternative pop that's what I always listen to that's kind of what I yeah. write even um though I like to change it up a little bit like that's like that's I think that's like my genre and so when I saw that like those credentials I was like well I want to work mm. with you um <laughs> so uh very grateful to him he just basically helped me clean things up a bit um I will say at first um I do love him have lots of love for him but I would also say he's a white man and so I had all this campy stuff going on um and you could I think you can hear it in the mix as well but in the uh, final mix now but like I had like in the beginning I have like a horse neighing and I have like a whip going on and I have I have people cheering when I talk about um like the people I, I love um and I, I have the cameras going on and at first he was like 
I'm going to take that away because there's so much going on. And I was like, no. Oh, I was like, like don't do did that. <laughs> I know. I was like, this is the whole point of the thing. But, yeah. then, but, but it was very easy to just be like, hey, could you just please put that back? Yeah. Um, but, um, okay. but yeah, so um, everything worked out. But, um, but yeah, just Good little things. Good he was like, understanding this. No, yeah, yeah, he was so understanding. Great okay. guy, great producer. Um, d- yes, I will, I will work with him again. Love him. Nothing bad to say about him, um, but I think that just goes to show, like, uh, like, um, I guess the different, I guess our different styles and like how that sort of yeah. came together. Um, but he, oh, he did such a great job just cleaning things up um, and making everything sound more cohesive. Um, but yeah, I will say, like, I have like a, I didn't kind of realize it, but I do like this song. I feel like for me is very campy, and for him to have taken all of that out, I was like, no. <laughs> um uh but yeah very lovely person to work with and he honestly made me feel like so um like he made me believe in myself honestly so much more than um I did if I I don't know if I did honestly before um sometimes even now I I don't um just because um like the second I showed him the demo like it like just just the demo I had he had not worked on it at all he was just like, wow, this is like the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. And I was like, oh. you've worked with cool people, like, yeah. like bigger than me. I was like, whoa. Um, and like throughout the whole process, um, like I would just give him like my notes or like I would ask him questions about like what he thinks. And he was like really, he really um, liked that, that I wanted to include him in this process. And because um, I think, uh, I think what he let me know, like some artists or whatever, just like this is what I want, do it, which is fine, go go for them. Yeah. Um, but like for me, it's more of like a collaborative effort. So I, um, especially as a producer myself, I th- I think that's part of why I work this way. Um, but I would be like, what do you think about this? Or this is what I think, but I want to hear your opinion because um, I could be wrong, or maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle or stuff like that. And he, he let me know he really appreciated that and. I was like, okay, this is good. I'm doing good because I was kind of worried. I was like, am I, am I, am I doing too much? Am I giving too many notes? Am I, am I annoying? Like, what, what's going on? Um, yeah. But yeah, he was great to work with, and um, yeah, he was like literally near the end of um, production, like working with him. He was like, dude, you need to get out here in LA because he's in, LA, he's based in LA, um, and he's like, you need to be taking meetings, you need to be doing sessions you're like he was so nice honestly I, a little too nice he was like you're better than a lot of people I know and I was like sir you can't say yeah. that to me oh my ego <laughs> um but yeah, yeah um but yeah super nice really made me um, believe in myself a bit more and uh, made me feel more more capable of like doing this as a career um yeah. just because I was kind of like am I even that good like, am I just, because there's so many people who are doing this. Um, yeah. And I love that. I love that we're all able to create art. Um, but I just wasn't sure if this is, like, more of me, like, putting out music, like, just for fun. Or if, like, people really cared about it. And, mm. like, granted, it shouldn't really matter what people think. And that's something I'm always still working on, you know? Yeah. But um, just hearing his feedback, and um, granted, it's not like the end-all be-all. He's not like the messiah of producers, (laughs) and like his word means everything. Um, But like just having someone with a lot more experience who has done this before and worked on songs with people that I admire, um, like it, it just meant a lot. And I was like, okay, if this person thinks I have the potential to do this then maybe then maybe it's worth pursuing um so yeah it it was that was a great experience working with him yeah maybe you know yeah you know I have a lot of indie artists on the podcast and I know I have many listeners who you know starting out or producing on their own too and so I was wondering if you maybe can talk about bit more like how you reached out to him like as you said you know you like checked him out and what he produced and then you were like you're the guy but because he you know he worked with in your perspective maybe like bigger artists um like how did you approach reaching out to him okay so for any indie artists out there or 
um, anything like that, I recommend using the site Sound Better, which is okay. kind of like Fiverr, if you know what Fiverr is. It's very much like independent contractor uh, type thing. Um, I'm on I'm on it as well, um, where basically people will hire you or you will hire a person to work with you on a song, um, depending on their skill set. Uh, and so he was on there and uh, he had like a, uh, his references and obviously of course I'm going to look these people up because people yeah. can also say people could say whatever you know um, yeah. but I looked them up and I was like wow okay but there's actually some really cool people on there um, who have done who've worked with like really big artists there's also some more like um, like more up and coming uh, artists on there or like more independent people like me like I, I'm on there as well. I know um, some people have also, like, commissioned me to just, like, make a beat for them or something. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> that's not really what I do, but I could yeah, do that. Yeah. I'm getting paid, so why not? Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's how it happened. Um, okay. But, like, that's but also part of, like, the music industry or any creative industry or, like, the entertainment industry. It requires, like, it requires money. And, like, that's something yeah. I struggled with and I still some struggle yeah. with now but but like like I said like having people who like believed in me and I've seen me do this for many of years like many years and I know like I'm so serious about this and also have heard like heard my demo and we're like okay I want to hear this really fleshed out and really really good um and so all these all these like I had some family members I had some friends um I just had some uh supporters who liked my music uh, just like donate uh, yeah. to me and I'm so grateful to them and um, all that money was used just to get just to give to him um, yeah. to produce this song so I'm I'm so grateful all of that was able to happen yeah, yeah. shout out to them for shout supporting them. you yeah, yeah. that's you. so important to have like people in your life who are like able to support you yes um, my yeah. goodness yes it's, it's especially in the arts world it's like yeah it's it's hard <laughs> oh yeah yes for sure um <laughs> I don't want to discourage anybody but yeah. it, it's not it, you ha you need to you have to have some strength <laughs> for sure yeah. build yeah, up yeah, your yeah. strength <laughs> yeah um yeah <laughs> sorry my mind is like always when I'm recording at evening I'm like asking a question and then I'm listening to the answer and then when the, like when it stopped, I'm like, "What's next?" <laughs> you know, like, it's okay. My brain. I'm I'm so tired from last night. Okay. Um, my gig. My gig last night was um, really good, but I'm tired. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask that. How was the gig? So my gig last night went really well. It was my first time performing with um, these two new band members, uh, Tyler Hazen on guitar and. Uh, Ricky Garza on drums and we had been rehearsing for uh, a little while now and we had a really good time it was at this uh, gay club called Cheer Up Charlie's and I love it there I like to go there a lot and I've also performed there in the past um, they've always they've always done me well I've always enjoyed being there um, and it was really good it was really fun I got to perform my song La Rosa de Guadalupe like the full song for people nice. um because in the past like I had another show where I performed like uh actually I had a couple shows where I just performed like a snippet of it but like for this show I was like you're getting the full thing it comes out yeah. this Friday um or I guess when this uh podcast comes out it'll be out um yeah. but I I let the audience know I was like it's coming out soon um uh, if you haven't pre-saved it I was like y'all better um, yeah but everyone knew me already so I'm like okay I'm sure y'all already have pre it. <laughs> I'm literally like I'm like who am I talking to like y'all already know um yeah but yeah everyone the audience is so supportive and so great and um like I know that the guys actually like they're very talented musicians but this is was, this was actually like their second time ever performing in front of a live audience oh, and wow. so I know that they were very nervous and like 
Um, I, there were like a few mistakes, as which which happens in yeah. like live when you're performing live, and like we had like a couple technical difficulties just because like um, the sound engineer like we needed to like raise up some of the mix so that our drummer could hear what they were playing, and like some stuff wasn't like super great, but like we get we got through it, we recovered, it's fine. But I yeah. think because the they're still we're we're still new, we're so it's our first time, it's our first yeah. time ever playing as a group together because i played with like other groups but like this is our first time as a group together and this is our second time ever performing live yeah. in front of an audience i think they kind of like took it a little hard and they're like ginger they literally after the show they're like ginger i'm so sorry I'm, like what are you talking about like yeah it, it's fine we did fine literally we got so many compliments um that's good and i was surprised because I, I never i honestly like even though like i felt fine about it i never know like i just never mm. know like, because I'm yeah. in it, you know, I'm in, I'm in it and I don't know the world around me really because um, yeah. I'm just trying to like, I, I want to be more present in my performances. I'm really trying to work on that. But I do kind of feel like in my head, I'm just kind of like, don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess mm. up. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm, work I'm trying to be more present during my performances. Um, but like, I, I never know like how I really did. Um, and even with the compliments, I'm still like not really sure. Um, but like, mm. it was really nice to hear that. And, um, there are lots of people there who are like, oh, I didn't realize this is your first time performing together as a group because it seemed like <laughs> y'all have been doing that for a long time. I was like, and I told the guys that and they're like, oh, okay. Um, and like the booker wanted us, like wanted to book us for other shows in the future. And I told the guys that, and anyways, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know if, uh, Tyler or Ricky will be listening, but y'all did so well. My goodness. Calm down. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I understand it though. Like I'm a musician. I'm a perfectionist. I get it. Like even at that show, like sometimes, like I'm not on pitch all the time and yeah. like <laughs> there are things I need to work on for sure. Um, but like overall, I was like, it worked. So what I wanted to say is I've, I've never been, you know, I've never performed. I'm not a musician. I mean, okay. oh, well, that's not true. I performed in music school, but that's, that's a total different you know, like that's yeah. not a concert, really. <laughs> but you're still performing. Um, you're still performing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's not a rock concert. <laughs> it's a bit different. Yeah, I will. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, what I wanted to say is that, um, you know, even you know, even though I'm not a musician, I never performed a rock concert. I, you know, I've been in the crowd, mm -hmm. and it's not only the music and the sound and how the musician performs. It's also very much like connected to the vibe of the audience and yeah it's it's a you know it's a different vibe if everyone around you is like jumping and now knows the music I've been to a concert in London where I I mean I noticed this before the concert started but I was there for the opener mm -hmm. and no one knew the opener so I was very <laughs> very much alone in that crowd and everyone's just you know looking at the phones and getting drinks and I was just like Hell yeah, you know. <laughs> I was like trying to. So grateful yeah. for people like you, um, <laughs> because that really—that's ha how it is, especially as an indie artist when you perform yeah. your original songs. Like nobody knows mm. you, obviously, and nobody knows your songs. Um, and like I will say, like that's something you sort of just have to deal with. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, like even at this show, even though there was people I knew, like there were also tons of people I didn't know in the crowd which is also really yeah. cool because it's like then you get to make new fans and uh, all that um yeah but it's it's kind of scary because it's like they're they don't sing along or like maybe they're just kind of like there and i'm like oh my god um, yeah. especially when they're kind of just like npcs and just kind of like, mm. and i'm like oh hello how do i engage with you um, yeah 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 but, um, yeah very grateful for the people who like especially like you i try to do this at concerts as well especially like dealing with it as an artist where i'm just like really trying to hype them up even if i don't know them like yeah. even if i don't know the words like i'll try to figure out the chorus because it's like the same so i'll like yeah. try, to, yeah. try to like yeah. figure out the words or like pretend i know the words um yeah but yeah um but yeah it really is about the audience uh for sure and like that's like it's such a meaningful part and that's like the reason i think why people and why I perform um it yeah. wouldn't like what is the point like if there were if there was no crowd if there was no like audience participation if there if, if you weren't getting anything like I don't I yeah. doubt it would be as meaningful so 
Yeah, I think we talked about this, 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 this. Did I ask you already what your favorite lyric line is? From my song? Yeah. I don't think you did. Oh, well then. Wait <laughs> What's your favorite a second. Lyric line? Okay, actually, I have to look this up because I want to make yeah, sure yeah. I'm making an time. informed okay. decision. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me look at my song lyrics really quick. Um, I will say... I know it's silly because I feel like some people will look at the song and be like, the lyrics aren't super great. Like, they're not that interesting. But to me, I think they're interesting. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Okay, I have a few. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, trap them. <laughs> okay, okay. So the first, in the first verse, I say, the people keep coming, the people are, and there's like a, like a breath there. To insinuate what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. I remember the breath. Yeah. yeah. But basically in the lyrics, it's like, the people keep coming, the people are fucking me. It's kind of, I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny because it's like coming, fucking. Oh. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. It took me way too long to notice. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Like, all right, why is this? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like a middle school boy. Yeah, it's the tiredness. No, it's yeah. 9 p.m. here. I was just like, wow. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. And so I included that. I, I have I have some of these. Ugh. Like, these <laughs> just happen, right? When you write, write lyrics. Like, yeah. those things happen when I read poetry, too. And I'm like, oh, shit. That was not... <laughs> That was that has a second meaning that I didn't intend to, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I even though it's so silly, I am I kind of love that one. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, I, and the second verse, I I really love. It, it, I guess it's kind of two lines, but it's blue bonnets grow lonely with Hollywood's woes. Move to the west, turn to a yellow rose, um, and that kind of. Because um, in Texas, if you didn't know, our um, like our flower is the blue bonnet, and oh, okay. um, yes, and so it's, it sort of talks about basically what that line means is like um, the I kind of use the blue bonnet as like the the character of like this woman um, or all, this character of me, but also not me. Um, but she grows lonely with Hollywood's woes because like now she's a superstar, she's famous. She's mm. an icon. Um, so she's now a Hollywood star. She's moved to the West, turned to a yellow rose. Also another Texas reference um, because um, I don't know if you also know this. I, we, in Texas, you're required to take like Texas history. So I, that's how I know all these things. When Texas was fighting for independence from Mexico, um, how we did that is we had uh, sex workers who were called the Yellow Roses um, basically oh. go into the camps of Santa Ana, I believe. It was like the mm -hmm. um, leader of the Mexican uh, military. Oh, yeah. Yeah, military, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe I could be getting things wrong. Basically, you know, through their help, um, mm. we were able to, you know, gain our own independence um oh um, okay so love them love sex workers um but it also talks about like how um you're also exploited as a sex worker as well um mm. and so like uh the the blue bonnet the girl the small town girl from texas moved to the west she's lonely in hollywood and she's now being exploited like the Blue bonnets grow lonely with Hollywood's woes, move to the west, turn to a yellow rose. So that's sort of what that mm. means. Um, okay. okay, so that's why I like that line a lot. I wish I yeah. I could explain it better. I feel like my words aren't super great today, um, have no thoughts. But I also love that line. And then, yeah. <laughs> yes, hope, at least, I hope people, I hope you and I hope the people listening will at least get the gist um, yeah. as, as to what I'm saying. Um, and then... I also love my bridge as well. Uh, I would say like mm. my favorite line is the last line. If hell's as hot as Texas, then I think I'll be just fine. 
um it's just so fun to me um but honestly the whole bridge is just fun like uh had to leave my home of texas but it's just a state of mind like texas being Mm. a state of mind like i know we were talking about tennessee as well but like i don't it's just i just that's something i just had to think about especially because i i do plan on moving to los angeles soon and like one of the things i never want to forget or leave behind is like being a texas girl or whatever and i know that sounds so silly but like i i think also you haven't lived in texas and you, have you been to america by chance I, no okay no hope one day you will and yes. you have to we have to visit each other but yeah. um there's this whole thing about texas pride um mm. and yeah, like well- as a yeah. German, I know about the Texas Pride. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes, in case you, yeah, in case you didn't know. And so, like, I don't know what it is about our state, but I am also consumed by Texas Pride. It's hilarious. Um, and, like, it's because as a Texan, like, obviously there are tons of things, like, politically, so many things yeah. we need to work on. But, like, but the good things about Texas, um, like, that, those are the things I love and I love being a part of this uh, state I love that I was born here I love representing yeah. the state um, and I think it's hilarious because uh, a lot of my friends and I I have lots of friends who've moved out of Texas as well or but even when I travel and we, we talk to other people who are not from here we just I feel like we get extra Texan like when we're outside of Texas mm. we're like yeah we, we rode our horses to like school and like um yeehaw howdy like we just like i feel like we take it to an extreme like even though here we're like it's whatever we 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 literally live in a city but (laughs) but it's just a it's just a thing but um yeah i i i do love representing my my state and um i also think but this is a hot take but i do think some of the best artists and bands came from texas mm. we have beyonce we have megan the stallion we have we have lizzo mm. we have janice joplin and El- oh, yeah. elvis wasn't from here but elvis always <laughs> came to texas he listen he had the whole country to tour he would come to texas all like all all the time multiple times <laughs> Yeah, um, like literally. Okay, I like to look at the map. I'm I'm such a map girl. I, yeah. I I have like when I go to a city, I know the map by heart. Yeah. And so randomly, I think this started when I was a kid, and I did start doing this. But I used to love just maps and memorize things. Oh. And so every time I look, we come back to Tennessee. Every time I look at the Tennessee map, I always think that Memphis doesn't look like it belongs to Tennessee just because it's like so close you know like it's just yeah (laughs) you know because it's yeah it's such a huge Tennessee thing but it's at the same time it's like it's like a kid that you put into like in the corner that has to stand in the corner and be like I'm silent you know yeah yeah. so I never um, thought of it that way um (laughs) but I now that you say that I probably will never see it any other way now (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because like Nashville is like in the in the middle of it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and Memphis is you know I would I don't know this is maybe controversial, but I think especially in Europe, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot more people know when think about Memphis when they hear Tennessee. You know, they think yeah. well, they mostly think about Graceland, but yes, because <laughs> Elvis, yeah. yeah, yeah, really interesting because yeah, Nashville has a lot of history, but it's like at the same time, Memphis is a bit more popular. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's talking about Elvis. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I know he's not from Texas, but he loved it here. He loved it here. I have a whole thing. I love Texas. I love music in Texas. We've done yes. so much. Proud to be here. I'm so sorry to the other American states out there. Um, I love y'all too. I love, um, but yeah. Yeah. You just uh, you just don't wanna you just don't wanna miss the state of mind the texas gives you yes you, like, exactly i i apologize i i'm sure if i move somewhere else i'll probably develop you know intense feelings for yeah that place that location because i'll i'll be a part of the culture um yeah but always texas like love you forever and always for sure <laughs> 
I feel like it's a very collective experience. I think all musicians and all artists have to like whether whether they live in a small town or not, but like just um, to move to these big cities and like make it big um, doing their art. And so even when I was like pitching out my song, um, I was it was very standard. I was like it's the typical like it, the typical story of like the small town girl like wanting to make it big in Hollywood, you know. Um, yeah. But like with my own yeah. little twist, um, and it's it's always important to try and like try to make a twist, make it your own. Um, and that's sort of how I, I did mine. I noticed like the similarity between the Leo cover and mm-hmm. La Rosa, La, La Rosa de Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. And um, after this episode, I will perfect, like I perfect, <laughs> I will perfectly say it. Okay. <laughs> so I noticed the similarity be- between the covers and you mentioned that you, you want to release a new album or like you plan mm-hmm. on releasing a new album and so I was wondering if you want to talk about the cover art work because it's like, I, really beautiful. Thank you. I would love to. I, honestly, all the credit goes to um, Slick Satan. His name is Ethan, but um, his name is Slick Satan. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, um, wherever on social media. <laughs> um, but I found him because he's worked um, with Marina uh and the diamonds. I, I I know that she doesn't go by Marina and the diamonds anymore. She just goes by Marina, but I feel the need to always say yeah. and the diamonds yeah. secretly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, mi madre, Marina. <laughs> I must say it. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's so talented, and um, I wanted to work with him again because first first of all, I love the I love the art. Secondly, mm. um, I want to make sure that my um single cover art is cohesive for the album um yeah. so for all of my songs uh for this album i will probably be working with him um unless something happens which hopefully nothing will happen um uh or if maybe i find it do something different like a different direction i don't know um but yeah i i really like because my whole album like my album's called pop cults and i i feel like like he really expresses that because um it it reminds me of like those old it's it's sort of like comic book like but also like magazine like like old magazines like um like movie posters movie posters like it reminds me so much of like early pop culture you know like early media and that's that's everything i i that this album kind of is about but also like the juxtaposition of like new media new pop culture so it's, it really is a blend and like um he does that so well and that's why i was like once i found him um because that's how I, fo- I found him through marina um and i saw that and i was like whoa like i need to work yeah. with you um um and i found out he was just a fan he was just a fan making like fan uh edits of like his favorite artists and marina oh, nice. found him and uh worked with him which i think is so great like that i love yeah. when artists do that um and so I first worked with him on Leo and that was amazing. And I basically told him like, Hey, this is what I want. And he did it perfectly. And, um, it was beautiful. And like, same thing for, uh, La Rosa de Guadalupe, like this one, um, I was like, I want me to be on a horse. I want there to be roses in the background. Um, I want to be wearing this dress, um, all that. And like, he got it and made made it was so beautiful. Um, cause like, I can like let, like, I can let him know like, okay, this is what I want. But like, he just, it's, he does is he's an artist, you know, he's, he's going to make it look so much better than I can even imagine. Um, and so, um, love working with him, excited to work with him on future projects. Um, but yeah, I, I'm obsessed with him. I'm obsessed with this art style. I just, I love, I love pop art. Um, yeah. like even as a child, like seeing Andy Warhol's work, um, mm-hmm. especially of like the, the iconic classic Marilyn, um, art piece like that, that was like yeah. a huge thing for me as a child. And like, she is an icon. And so I also channel her throughout this album as well. Um, but like, I don't want to, I, I. I feel like even this is also kind of going on a tangent. Like, I feel like what I noticed a lot is we like to recreate um, things. 
whether like we cre- uh, recreate a look or we we recreate um I don't know, like something somebody else did. And I think that's really cool. Like, I love doing that. Like, that's such a fun thing to do. Um, But for this album, I really want to more so be inspired by or um, pay, um, like, make it an homage instead of just a recreation. And so, um, especially since, like, as a child, like, that was um, somebody who I, granted, I was a child. I, I did not know any better. Oh, that, that's someone yeah. I sort of saw as like a mother figure for me. Um, I, I do always want to like pay respect to her, um, even though no relation um, or anything. Um, but I always uh, well, always advocate for her, um, for yeah. sure. Okay, maybe to wrap this up, yeah. the episode, mm-hmm. I have one last question for you about Oh, actually, two. First of okay. all, can you like maybe, because um, when I, I was Googling Guadalupe, I found mm-hmm. that it's like an island in South Caribbean. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. The Southern Caribbean Sea. And, and I remember that the last time we talked to you, we're talking about how it's meaning Madonna. We're mm-hmm. like, so I was like thinking maybe you should clarify this because when people like Google it, it's literally coming up the island of something. Oh, really? It's like, oh, yeah. Well, I know um, La Rosa de Guadalupe is also a tel- telenovela. Um, <laughs> it's literally the same name. But um, it also um, is the name because when you search, uh, like it's basically like the Virgin Mary, um, mm. like in English. And if you've seen, like, the portraits or murals of her, um, she's always depicted with roses, like, alongside of her. And so, like, that's where the La Rosa de Guadalupe comes from as well. Um, But also... Now it makes all sense. (laughs) No, yeah, now it makes a lot, yeah. Um, But also Guadalupe is a name. I know that there are are, are cities or places named Guadalupe. I I have a tia named Guadalupe, um, but it's it's also, like, a sacred name. Um, Yeah but okay yeah <laughs> thank you for clarifying that <laughs> yes for sure and then okay now to wrap it all up okay i have one last question about the song um so if you could send the song to any artist that are alive knowing they'd listen to it who would it be you know i would have to say charlie xcx mm-hmm. and the reason i say that is because she did really inspire it. She really did inspire the song, um, yeah. which um, I've, I've told people about, and they're kind of like, I don't hear it. I'm like, this does not sound like Charlie XCX. Um, oh. Yeah, oh. I, feel like, I feel like it does. Because, for example, like in the chorus, I, I feel like that sounds like Charlie. I feel yeah. like my voice, I feel like that's like a British accent I'm doing, honestly. Like, that doesn't even sound like my voice, <laughs> if I'm going to be real. Okay. Um, but um, I would love to just show it to her because uh, she inspired it. And a lot of, honestly, like that, that confidence I was telling you about, like a lot of that stems from the music I was, I was like the, her music, like I, I um, like throughout college, like even, even before, I've been listening to her since like, 2010 I remember when True Romance came out and I downloaded it on iTunes like I have been listening to her yeah. for that long um but uh but like you know um when Crash recently came out um mm. it's very much about like or even like um when she worked with Tiesto um or like these more recent songs where she's like I'm a hot girl like things yeah. like that I'm like it's really like it can be like really silly or whatever but it's like it's like hell yeah like this makes me yeah. feel good um yeah and um uh I would just love to show it to her because I, I would I would like to think she would like like it um and um maybe she'd make a cool remix out of it I don't know Ooh. I, yeah she's really good yeah. she's so good at remixes <laughs> um I would love I would love I, w- I would love to work with her one day um she's amazing um but uh yeah i think i i think i'd love to show it with her i show it to her um there's so many other artists i'd love to show it to as well but um i feel like she would she would listen to it and probably get it like right away um yeah 
So and I and I see the I'm I'm a huge Charlie XCX fan too. And yeah. I see I see the influence. Yes, thank you. I'm yeah. glad. I know. I don't know. Maybe some of the people I've shown probably don't listen to her as much. I don't know, but yeah, or maybe I th- I have the kind of the feeling that people who like don't know all of her songs are yeah. having just like one impression of her. That's and this true. Is maybe the hyper pop. I mean, you know, your song is kind of hyper pop too, but yeah. um, it's like in your song, you kind of because she has a broad. Yeah. Like prod shara mix too so it's like it's like yeah, yeah. maybe people who don't love who only know like one or two songs are like not really yeah so no yeah, yeah I, I saw it I saw yes it. I i'm glad it. you you saw it because that yeah especially in that chorus like i feel like that's very charlie um yeah. like the the way i used my voice in that like i i wasn't trying to be like her but when i heard it back i was like this sounds very charlie and i was yeah. like i kind of love that <laughs> um but yeah she she's um really inspired me and like I remember like I I rewatched like her bands in town performance I don't know if you've mm. seen that there was a virtual performance like during COVID like during lockdown um, um yes I think I've I think I've watched it yeah but, you know there I, were so I, many live streams there were so many there were there were there were um but I I remember seeing that live because I got a ticket to it because I was like I want to watch this like while it's happening yeah, yeah um or while it's streaming or whatever and um yeah, uh, I just loved it, and it's on YouTube now. I think somebody posted it on YouTube, and I yeah, I, I think s- I've watched it on YouTube, but I didn't purchase the ticket. <laughs> yeah, no, don't so worry majority. about it. <laughs> so, um, but I I watch I still watch it over and over again because like even though there is like choreo and like there's stuff she's doing, like what I um what I love so much about that performance because this is like before Crash came out, like there mm, yeah. she she kind of is like still doing like whatever, like she she's on the ground, she's just hanging out she's she's just having so much fun doing whatever and like sometimes it looks insane but like I'm in love with it and like that's like all I ever want to do and like that's like I feel like as an artist like and as a person in general like that's what comes like wants to come out of me but then I get too in my head about it and then I'm like Mm. oh do I look do I look crazy do I look bad do people get this Um, yeah 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 and so but like seeing her like just be so like unapologetically herself like that has really inspired me like as an adult and as an adult woman um uh especially like just embracing who I am embracing my sexuality um so yeah I just I, I love that woman a whole lot um very grateful for her for her and her music she's done so much for the culture so much for the gays um yeah uh, but yeah um love her I I'm, I got to see her when she was in Austin she uh when she was after she um released crash she toured the album obviously so i got i got to see her it was really fun um Mm -hmm. yeah love her love her so much okay nice so that was the episode that was the episode thank you so much bonnie for having me and for letting me share about my new song la rosa de guadalupe for the people listening um it's out now um Mm -hmm. And you can listen wherever you get your music, Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else. And if you want to support me by buying it, you can go to Bandcamp and look up my name, Ginger Rodriguez. Nice. Nice. And I, I definitely want to have you back when you like release your album. <laughs> For sure. I want to be back. And I, Bonnie, I've enjoyed talking to you so much. I really have. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And this is our episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe and review the podcast. I hope you had a wonderful time. This podcast is produced by the Cry Lounge. And go check out my novel. It was here. It's out now. You can get it signed or unsigned, and you can get it as ebook, hardback, or the German paperback. The original language is English. Thank you for listening again and I hope you have a wonderful day, morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Bye!
Howdy! Here is Bonnie, your podcast host. Before we dive into this episode, I want to introduce you to my heartfelt and transformative novel, It Was Here. Dive into the captivating story of Harrison Selleck, a 41-year-old divorced man navigating the complexities of love, loss and self-discovery. In this beautifully crafted tale, Harrison's journey of rebuilding his life after a devastating divorce unfolds with raw emotion and unexpected twists. Join him as he grapples with his past, embraces the present, and embarks on a path to rediscover true love. But that's not all. Immerse yourself further in the world of Iwasir with our exclusive merchandise. We have a range of stunning postcards, posters and stickers inspired by the novel, allowing you to carry a piece of this extraordinary story wherever you go. Side note here, there is an offer box available and there you get everything. There you get a signed hardback copy and all of the merch. So yeah, listeners, get ready to be captivated by Iwasir and its compelling exploration of love, forgiveness and the beauty of second chances. Don't miss out on this remarkable journey that will leave you feeling inspired and touched. To get your hands on the book or the author books and of course our fabulous merchandise, visit the website at thecrylounge.com or it's also linked in the bio. Discover a story that will stay with you long after you've turned the final page. I promise. Get your copy of It Was Here today. <laughs>